It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 100 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today is a special day for the podcast, as one, we're celebrating our 100th episode. And two, we're featuring a show by listener suggestion, and a bit of a different show at that. I'd like to thank Ruby Snelling from White Plains, New York, for suggesting the BBC comedy radio show Parsley Sightings for today's podcast. Now, when I say it's a bit of a different show, I mean that it's technically not from the golden age of radio, as Parsley Sightings ran from 1971 to 1973. But that's okay, we're going to feature it anyway. The show is set in a small railroad station between London and Birmingham in England and stars Arthur Lowe as Horace Heppelwhite, the station master, Ian Lavender as his son Bertrand, Kenneth Connor as Percy Valentine, the station porter, and also as Mr. Bradshaw, the signalman, and Liz Fraser as the station announcer Gloria Simpkins. A total of 21 episodes were produced, but many of them were lost due to the BBC's standard practice at the time of wiping tapes after broadcasting for reuse. Fortunately, all 21 episodes have been rediscovered in private collections over the years. So sit back and relax as we bring you the December 5th, 1971 episode of Parsley Sightings. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now arriving on this service, it's a special excursion to Parsley Sidings. Welcome to Parsley Sidings with Kenneth Connor, Liz Fraser, Ian Lavender, Elizabeth Morgan, and as the station master, Arthur Lowe. Parsley Sidings is not British Rail's busiest station, but there's always something going on there. At this moment, Porter Percy Valentine has been summoned to the station master's office. Somehow, Valentine has the feeling that today isn't going to be Valentine's Day. Do you want to see me, Mr. Applewhite? Yes, Valentine. Come in. Uh, it's, uh, not about those uh, crates of whiskey up the waiting room chimney, is it, sir? Whiskey? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I've got whiskey. an explanation, though, so I've got an explanation, you see. <laughs> whiskey. There isn't any whiskey. <laughs> it's just my little joke. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Uh, is it about the three-foot abyssin railway line, is it? <laughs> it's a very simple answer to that, sir. It's not about missing railway line. Huh? Oh, well, in that case, um... Good morning, Mr. Applewhite. It's about a book. Never seen it before in my life. Oh, stop waffling, man. What? Just recently, a most fascinating book has come into my position. Oh? Ah, oh, a book, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, 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 I... One of Irish with you. And... Uh, and... <laughs> I beg your pardon? Come on, you can show it to me, Mr. Applewhite. We're all been it or won't. Here it is. The Businessman's Guide to Commercial Profitability by Walter P. Lunkhammer. Why? <laughs> it was left on the platform by one of our passengers. It has opened my eyes, Valentine. Oh, it sounds a riot. <laughs> Suddenly, I saw what our railway line lacks. Passengers. Precisely. <laughs> and in this book is the answer to our problem. With modern sales methods, we can make parsley sidings a bustling centre of railway activity. I quote, Go out into your marketplace. The marketplace? What do you mean, stand out in the marketplace shouting, Get your tickets here. Lovely tickets. <laughs> Don't return to Waddle on Thrash. Sold to the lady with the little white basket. Thank you, madam. Valentine. The marketplace referred to is metaphorical. Oh. Euston would scarcely prove of street vending. I mean, we must show that we have something to sell. Yeah. What? Parsley sidings. Oh, come on. You're not serious. The image of parsley sidings. We are not a busy station, Valentine. And I need hardly remind you that the axe is falling on stations that are not busy. Well, we've got some regular passengers. There is always the commuter traffic, it is true. But once old Mr. Wren retires from his office at Potwistle Halt, even that will be cut by half. <laughs> no, Valentine, something more is called for. And I think I have it. Something to bring the customers back to our station. A Tuesday and Friday special excursion to Biggleswick. Well, I, I can't see them actually sort of storming the barriers for that. You forget, Valentine. Tuesdays and Fridays are market days in Biggleswick. Yeah. Get out into your marketplace. Precisely. The women will flock to it, especially when they hear about the special attraction. Oh, not more. I see this as a package deal. Right. To add a touch of glamour, the ticket will include tea at the Robin Redbreast Tea Rooms in Biggleswick. Oh, Sodom! I beg your pardon. And Gamora. <laughs> the whole extravaganza will be capped with a late night show at the Bijou Kinemar at about 6.30. <laughs> then home again to pass the sightings. Oh, it's got to be a winner, this. I think one can say that. Hey, well, how soon do we start then? I intend to start right away by visiting Biggleswick this morning. I shall call at the Robin Redbreast and make a deal on the teas. Miss Simpkins will be coming as my secretary, so Hepperwhite Junior will do the train announcements in her absence. Hey, do you think that's wise, Mr. Applewhite? I mean, last time you bunged him on the train announcements, he lost a timetable, you know. So every train that came in, he yelled, all change, and we ended up with 500 people on the platform. <laughs> yeah, three of them on the line. I remember. For a brief afternoon, it was like the golden days of the railway again. You sent for me, Father, Mr. Hepperwhite? Yes, Bertrand. Miss Simpkins will be in Biggleswick this morning. I wish you to take over the announcements. But what about my booking office? On the brief occasions you're called away, let down the position closed shutter. Yes. But, unlike last time, first take care to withdraw your head. <laughs> yes, Mr. Hepperwhite. Remember, Hepperwhite, announcements are a key part of public relations. Watch your articulation. Yeah. Um, where do I fit into this fiddle, uh, the scheme, Mr. Hepperwhite? <laughs> Yours will be a vital role, Valentine. Oh, yeah? According to Mr. Lunkhammer, the poster is all important. You will be our advertising manager. Posters, eh? We're going to have a few of them busty brunettes, eh, with the old... <laughs> Valentine! <laughs> it's the Bigglswick market excursion we're selling, not the Karma Sutra. <laughs> you just leave it to me, sir. By the time I finish with them posters, they'll be fighting for their seats. Good. Get Burton to help you. He will be useful for sticking up posters. I'd rather use a brush. 
off now to Beatlesbeak. If anyone wants me, tell them I'm on a trade mission. There we are, Miss Simpkins. The Robin Redbreast Tea Rooms. Very quaint, Mr. Hepperwhite. It's a dying craft, you know. That plastic wrought iron work. Certainly. <laughs> I'm ever so glad you brought me. I want the woman's point of view. Oh, yes. I must be sure that my policy is geared to the media, as Mr. Lunkhammer says. What does that mean? It... Let's go in. <laughs> Good morning, them tea for two, is it? No, thank you. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Horace Hepplewhite, station master of Parsley Sidings, and this is Miss Simpkins, our senior lady porter. Oh, how do you do? Charmed, I'm sure. We've come to discuss the possibility of a British rail party here on Tuesdays and Fridays. I presume I'm addressing the proprietors. Oh, no, no, I'm Ethel. Oh. <laughs> but if you hang on, I'll call her Granny! Granny? There's a couple wants to throw a party from Tuesday to Friday. <laughs> used to be rather an old world atmosphere in here, Miss Simpkins. But I gather it's been taken over by these new people. Isn't it what knowledge? Good morning, Horace Applewhite. Uh, oh, no, no. My name's Twillet. Mrs. Twillet. On account of I'm a widow, you see. Mrs. Twillet. <laughs> We'd like to arrange for a party of people to eat afternoon tea here on Tuesdays and Fridays as part of a British rail excursion. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's my mother's the one you want, you see. Only she's down her paper round. <laughs> Couldn't you discuss these parties on her behalf? We could do you a cup of tea and a bun apiece. How much? Ten pence aid. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, plus extras. What extras? Well, it's uh, used to the plates, that's five pence laid. Then sugar, well, we normally charge tuppence a lot for that. Well, that seems rather high. Oh, well, <laughs> there's entertainment included, you see. Entertainment? <laughs> What's it, Ethel? Trying to balance a tray full of cups. <laughs> she, she sort of pirouettes around the counter, <laughs> pouring tea all down her arms. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, is there nothing cheaper? Oh, there is your popular tea. That's uh, that's half a bun and no sugar, and that's something pence inclusive. How can you call that popular? We like it. <laughs> Very well, we'll settle that. We shall now go to the Bijou Kinema. Oh, you like it then? Really? Yes, it's run by my uncle. Indeed. <laughs> You're not connected with the Mafia by any chance, are you? <laughs> oh, no, no, why? Oh, never mind. Just, just a thought. Come, Miss Simpkins. Pass the sightings ahead, Miss Simpkins. One could hardly call the traders of Biggleswick open-handed. I thought you did very well, Mr. Hebblewhite. And the film should be a good climax to the whole outing. I'm still not convinced that Naked on Leather Island is entirely suitable for our excursion. <laughs> However, I understand the Bijou changed their programmes midweek, so the Friday outing will see a different film. Let us hope that it's something with more decorum. Oh, it is. It's called The Thing Without a Thing. <laughs> 
Perhaps bingo would have been a better idea. Here we are, Mr. Hepplewhite, home again. And Percy's here to meet us. Hello, Mr. Applewhite. Hello, Gloria. Good afternoon, Valentine. What's happened to the announcement? Well, Bert went up to a tannoy booth. This train is the 11.12 to Little Nethering. No, it isn't. <laughs> I- I'm sorry about that. This is... Oh, where did I put that timetable? Oh, Applewhite. Let us pray that no one from St Pancras is on the train. Well, I had it here. Oh, oh, oh. oh shin. Who left those crates of whiskey there? Hey, shall I blow my whistle, Mr Applewhite? Ah, <laughs> oh, here it is. This is the 11.12 to Little Nethering. I was right first time. Please do not spit on the floor of the carriage. Thank you. <laughs> Come over the boy. <laughs> he rather fell down on his articulation, then, didn't he? <laughs> don't be too hard on him, Mr. Hepplewhite. Hello, Father. What's all this don't spit on the floor nonsense? It's British Rail's thought for the day on their calendar. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate for the occasion. What was that about crates of whiskey? Uh, how did you get on up to our Bigglesworth, sir? Mr. Hepplewhite was wonderful. He was a real business typhoon. <laughs> Tycoon, Gloria. A typhoon's a big wind. <laughs> yeah. They, they tried to overcharge him, but he stood up to them, and those old ladies were really tough. What's our next move, Mr. Hepplewhite? You will assist Valentine in our advertising campaign. There is no time to be lost. The first Biggleswick Market Day excursion is just one week away. Next Tuesday. Slap some glue a bit higher up, will you, Bert? Right. Hey, these posters are a bit loud. Oh, they're Valentine's specials, every one of them. Two more to put up and we've done. Say, you don't think there'll be trouble over that big one, do you? The one we stuck on the bonnet of the mayor's car? No. <laughs> what are talking about? A bit of official patronage will do us good. Oh. Yeah, smart title, eh? The Go-Go Parsley Siding Super Sunshine Special. What about that? But don't you think the illustrations are a bit lurid? I mean, they're not like the ones in the post office for Colorado Beetle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you never saw a Colorado beetle with two the size of them like <laughs> But they don't have headlamps like that on the modern train, do they? Please. That's artistic license, isn't it? Come on, Bert, let's get these last two posters up, mate. Right. Hey, won't Dad be pleased? On the whole, yes. Yes, he won't be too chuffed, mind you, with that one up there. <laughs> Where you stuck ours on the top half of a smoking poster. Where? Right there. Oh. <laughs> Where it says the Parsley Sidings Excursion Special can be harmful to health. <laughs> <laughs> of the Parsley Sidings to Bigglswick Market Special. I've told the manager of the Bijou to reserve the whole of the first four rows for us. I feel sure that this will be a success. Um, they're leaving it a bit late, though, aren't they? The train's due in one moment and no one's actually arrived yet. We've sold no tickets in advance. The conservative spirit of the English, Miss Simpkins. At the last moment, a horde of Parsley housewives will rush the barrier and storm the platform. Who can resist the attraction of Market Day in Bigglswick? This looks like the train coming now. Watch the barrier, Miss Simpkins. Any second now. The stampede. Not much of a stampede at the moment. <laughs> the only life on the platform is Mrs. Potter's cat. Train's not early, is it, Miss Simpkins? 
Really? No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> Silly even to think of it. <laughs> we didn't notice a stampede sneak in while we weren't looking. Before. <laughs> no, Mr. Applewhite. Mm. Excuse me, Mr. Hepplewhite. What is it, Hepplewhite? Uh, Percy's just telephoned from Parsley Post Office. The post office? What are you doing in the village? Well, he went to find out why no one was coming on our excursion. And? Your publicity for Biggleswick Market worked a treat. Half the population of Parsley have gone there for the day. They've gone to Biggleswick? But how? Everyone went by bus. <laughs> he said the bus was so full, two wolf cubs had to push it as far as the horse trough. Oh, Mr. Hepplewhite! But... But the Robin Red Best Tea Room. <coughs> the first four rooms of the Bijou Kinema. <coughs> <coughs> We look a load of loonies sitting in these four empty rows. Why did we have to come here, Mr. Applewhite? These facilities have been booked, Valentine. I wasn't going to have them wasted. Where's Gloria? I've sent her off on some market research, as recommended by Mr. Lunkhammer. Oh, yeah. She's to ride to and fro on the bus and find out what the bus has that our railway has. Shh! I beg your pardon? I can't hear the film with you talking and fidgeting. No, I'm sorry, madam. Stop fidgeting, Valentine. Well, it's not easy when you've just been at a Robin Ray press of 47 cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I've got to sit through a film I've seen eight times on the telly. And my drink on the sticks melted. Look, if you don't keep quiet, I'll call the manager. You look the same. You're only coming here to cause trouble, you... You skinheads! <laughs> Here's Gloria. Where are you? Well, Miss Simpkins, what did you find out? Do you know why all those women chose the bus? Yes. Harry Adonis. Harry Adonis? Mmm, the bus driver. Oh, he's ever so dreamy. Such sensitive hands and long, long, curly eyelashes. And when he says, pass down the bus, please, there are hints of some deep sorrow trembling in the depths. I see. Long ago, is that? Competition is stiffer than I thought. Mm. You any good at trembling, Valentine? Oh. Not that kind of trembling. <laughs> what about you, Hepplewhite? Oh, no, no, Mr. Hepplewhite. I wonder who could do a good tremble. Look, you will in a minute if you don't shut up, because I'll stuff this ice cream up your perishing shirt. Ignore her. <laughs> we shall have to talk to Bradshaw. Well, can Bradshaw tremble deeply, Mr. Hepplewhite? I doubt it. But at his age, you may have advice to offer. Come along, all of you. If we hurry, we can catch the 7.35 back to past the sidings. Oh, uh... Mr. Hepplewhite. Yes, Miss Simpkin? I'm going back by bus. My darling, Master Horace. What brings you to my signal boxing? Bradshaw, past the sightings, has a rival. It's about 10.15, I make it. Yes. <laughs> a trembling bus conductor called Harry Adonis. <laughs> I knew a bloke who had that once. Had what? Can it be an adenoids? Suck it, boy. All the way up the lake. Right, right up his leg, it took him. Gosh, he had every sock cut off. No. <laughs> this is a bus driver. Yeah, yeah, just hold it for a minute, I must change the points. He comes in 9.33 from Warple Oxton. <laughs> I take the lever in my right hand and I believe <laughs> Which way did he go? South towards Pipkin come kidding. He should have gone north to have a crumb. 
Bradshaw to return to this... Well, don't but, shout, please. God. You're liable to deafen me doing it. God. <laughs> Never had trouble. <laughs> with the points, you know, when coal was on rationing, did we, Mr. Horace, eh? <laughs> you just done it, see horse from the front end, took it round the back and pointed it in the opposite direction, didn't it? <laughs> there were hard times for the railway, Bradshaw. Uh, my Uncle Charlie used to shovel coal, you know, on the old flying Scott. Yes, but the coal rationing ruined him. He was made redundant? I uh, gave him a job of uh, feeding the horses. How did that ruin him? Old railway habits die hard, Mr. Horace, you know. <laughs> he was giving the horse his oats one day, and his shovel got caught in his throat. Very nasty. It was very nasty, it was. They had to shoot him, you know. Poor horse. Poor horse. He really missed my old Uncle Charlie. <laughs> Our problem, Bradshaw, is that our passengers are being filched by a bus driver with curly eyelashes called Harry Adonis. Uh, a funny name for eyelashes. <laughs> we have to find a way to make our trains more attractive to the potential consumer. Uh, you? Who? The potential consumer. Oh, who said that? Who said that? Walter P. Lunkhammer. I could have sworn it was you. <laughs> could have been ventriloquy, that is. We had a ventriloquy once. At the Derby and Joan Club Open Day, you know. <laughs> he tried, he was. <laughs> he said... <laughs> Guy said things like... Grid and gutter. <laughs> and, and a gottle of gear, he said. <laughs> and all the time he was drinking a gallon of water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he drowned himself, of course. <laughs> oh, it was one of the best open days we ever had. <laughs> An open day? What, 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 what? An open day at past this side you've hit it, Bradshaw. We'll start a campaign. Support your friendly neighbourhood railway station. And we'll get it off to a bang with an open day. Hey, don't you need someone like to open an open day? You're right. We need a celebrity. The vicar. He'd do it. You've got to watch out for the vicars, you know. They wear their collars back in the front. I shall go and see him right away. Right. Miss Simpkins can come with me and take notes. Good. Goodbye, Bradshaw. <laughs> Goodbye, Master Horison. <laughs> do sit down, Miss Simpkins. Mr. Hepplewhite. <laughs> How good it is of you to call. Thank you, Vicar. Uh, Miss Simpkins and I are here because we... Uh, because we have a problem. <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, it's a... Uh, how shall I put this? Uh, an event is about to happen of great concern. <laughs> I see. We'd like you to perform a certain ceremony for us, actually. <laughs> Am I to presume that you, Mr. Hepplewhite, are responsible for this forthcoming event? Oh, yes. Quite honestly, without Mr. Hepplewhite, it couldn't have come about. <laughs> oh, come now. Come now, Miss Simpkins. You've done your fair share. Oh. Not to mention Bertrand and Percy. <laughs> Good heavens. Oh, why did you not come to me earlier when I could have shown you the light? The light? Perhaps he had some new lighting put in. <laughs> Better humour him, I suppose. Dear, dear, dear. That's, uh, 
That's certainly a handsome bulb hanging from your ceiling, Vicar. Lovely. Pardon? Hundred watts, is it? Forty. Ah, thought I recognised it. <laughs> I pride myself on being a bit of a connoisseur of light bulbs. Are you feeling quite all right, Mr. Hebblewhite? Absolutely. Vicar, will you do it for us? Well, as a man of the cloth, how can I refuse? Wonderful. It will be a great joy for past the sightings to have you open our open day. Open your open day? Yes, our ceremony. Past the sightings, open day. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought you said you had a problem. <clears throat> we hope that open day will solve it. Mm. We at past the sightings have suffered recently from falling attendances. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I'm all too familiar with that problem. <laughs> we want something that will make the local people sit up and take notice of our trains. Uh, you no doubt heard of the past decidings to Bigglswick Market Special. I have, and I'm afraid I disapprove. Disapprove? May I ask why? The bright lights, Mr. Hebblewhite. These oh. are young and tender minds you are exposing to temptation. <laughs> but Mrs. Froggett is 98. <laughs> A dangerous age. <laughs> A parishioner of mine was led astray at that very same age by a bus driver named Ball. Ball? Ball. What a coincidence. The root of our problem is also a bus driver named Ball. No. Our falling attendance is directly attributable to a local bus driver named Harry Adonis, who has seduced all the women into deserting the railway. He seems to be some sort of a greasy gigolo. Oh, no, Mr. Hepplewhite. Harry Adonis is so powerful. He's all man. <clears throat> and you should see those strong, sensitive hands holding on to his gear lever. <laughs> see, Vicar. Even my own faithful Miss Simpkins. Every woman in town is after that man's tickets. <laughs> it is our bounden duty to see that the people of Parsley travel by train. It is important to the whole moral climate. Well, be uplifted, both of you. Your words have not fallen on stony ground. I shall indeed open your open day. Vicar, I cannot thank you enough. I know you're a busy man. No rest for the wicked, Mr. Hepplewhite. Well, until your open day, then. Yeah? Uh, the um, <coughs> collecting box for the restoration of the vicarage is on your left hand as you go out. <laughs> I think you missed it as you came in. <laughs> so I did. I'm so glad you pointed it out to me. Good day, Vicar. Good day. And as I look around me on this open day, I say to myself, yea, go forth and multiply. <laughs> Notwithstanding the pressures of modern travel, the horseless carriage and the piston-driven bicycle, let us go forward to a new and brighter tomorrow when we can look back and say, all our yesterdays have led to today. It's gone very well, hasn't it, Mr. Hepplewhite? Marvellous turnout, Hepplewhite. Vicar has certainly proved a big draw. Yes, he is, isn't he? But he's all right so long as you don't listen to him. Draw, Hepplewhite, I said, not bore. Oh, oh yes. Uh, let us hope it all combines to combat Harry Adonis. Ah, and I, I would like finishing. also to take this opportunity to make an announcement which I hope will be of special interest to all the ladies present here. As you all know, our church warden, Joseph Oakenshield, has at last retired to the little country cottage he built for himself and his wife many years ago out at Little Struthering, that picturesque village where it is now planned to build a new airport. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Much as we regret his leaving, it does me great pleasure to announce that as his successor, I have been a successful <laughs> in obtaining the services of a local figure well known to all of you. Tomorrow, he will leave the bus company in whose service he has contributed so much to our community and join our church staff, Mr. Harold Adonis. Harold Adonis? Why, the crafty old vicar. <laughs> Harold will be on show. Um, <laughs> Harold will be in attendance every Sunday, and we look forward once more to seeing our little parish church bursting at the seams. I thank you. We're all right then, Mr. Hepplewhite. The bus company can't touch us anymore. True, Hepplewhite. Let us to the flower arranging. Yes. That was the Parsley Sightings episode, The Market Special, suggested by our listener Ruby Snelling of White Plains, New York. Thanks again, Ruby, for that unique show suggestion. You can do the same thing. Just tap the link in our show description page to either visit our webpage and leave a message or email us a show that you'd like to hear. Everyone have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!